Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. As we continue on in a series we're doing called, Do You Want to Get Well? And this series is, is based on an encounter Jesus has in John 5 with a man who's not well at all uh, at, by the pool of Bethesda. He's been not well for a very long time. Jesus sees him, engages him in conversation, and extends the kingdom of God to him in the question, Do You Want to Get Well? And, and, you know, on the one hand, it would seem like the obvious answer, well, of course I want to get well. You know, I'm here at this pool and, uh, you know, that's known for healing. But he'd been there for so long, you start to really wonder if that was true. And, and that's the depth of the question as we process it. Do you really want to get well in your life? Are you willing to do what it takes to make some changes in your life? Will you trust in God? Will you, will you have faith? Will you, will you break free from the familiar if the familiar is not good for you? And yet we often get stuck in the familiar um, and, and it's, it's, we get trapped there. It's not good for us, but it's familiar, so we just kind of fall into complacency and get stuck. Because, um, you know, stepping out of that means making some changes. And sometimes we don't like to change. But uh, when we're changing in the direction of the Lord, those are good changes. And I've said to you over the course of this series that um, it's, a, it's a revolving around this question is where the spiritual battle we're all in really lies. Do we, do we want to live God's way or do we kind of want to settle for something less than that? And when we, when we choose to live less than God's way, by default we're being tricked by our adversary. And we, we've looked in, in depth at John 10, 10, Jesus has come to give us life, full and abundant, now and forever life, and we have an adversary that wants to steal that away. And, and we've made that part of this in order to, uh, hopefully that would be a motivation to you to make some changes, because that's what we're really talking about in this series, is making changes in every area of our life to move towards being whole and well in Jesus, and, and living the life that he's called us to live, and yet the enemy's trying to trick us out of that life, and he's doing it every sort of step along the journey, where he can lie to us, and, and he wants us to be afraid, and he wants us to be worried and anxious, and, and he, he tries to steal from us all that we can have as we, as we hang out with Jesus, and th- this is the battle. And so, you know, my, my whole thing has been, you know, if you really realize that what's been happening is that you've sort of been buying the lies of the adversary, uh, in allowing complacency in areas in life, that um, that might be the motivation that says, well, I don't want to do that. I really do want to get well. And what does that look like? And so that's what the, the series is about, what that looks like, how we can start making changes in our lives. And, and change, you know, once we come to know Christ, that's a significant change that needs to take place. But from there on, change kind of happens in increments. And, and if we try to take on too much, we usually get we get sort of burned out real quickly. So we, we want to bring these changes on in ways that we can handle it, and that's how you develop good habits in your life. And so over the last three weeks, four weeks now, I'm, I'm talking about um, uh, and sharing with you adding into our lives a, 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 an idea for praying well, that everything really starts with the, our connection with God um, being a priority in our lives. And yet our adversary has often stolen that as, away from us, that that many believers just get so caught up in the busyness of the world around them that they're not spending time reading the Bible. They're not spending time in prayer. They're not spending time in worship. 
And, and it just gets stolen from us in the busyness and the craziness of the day. And in, in all the, the things that are out there that we push buttons on that start throwing noise at us and, and bad news at us, that, that it's, it's stealing from us the life that we can have in, in, in connection with Jesus. And so I'm trying to encourage you to make some changes. And so, so far what I've said in, in August, and I've been teaching this every week for four weeks, but the change that I wanted to see you make in August was to begin to spend some time every morning and night in the Word of God, particularly in the Psalms. And we called that the, the daily salt intake. And there's readings that will take you morning and night through the entire book of Psalms every month. And I want that to become the baseline of where you start because it's a powerful, powerful, foundational way of praying through the Psalms will will change your life and we, we, we did a whole message on that. And then I talked about adding to that and, and really I would encourage you to start adding that this, this month, now we're almost into September. Um, this month I want you to keep reading the Psalms day and night. If you haven't done this, start there, five minutes in the morning and night. And now we're going to add a reading from the Proverbs and we call that the daily sage intake. And five minutes in the morning and at night, add into the Psalms, really, not a, it's probably six or seven minutes to get them both done. And that the, the, the Psalms sort of help us be the salt of the earth seasoning. The Proverbs teach us wisdom, how to do the next right thing. And it's a very impactful, powerful reading. And so I want to I encourage you to build that in next. And, and so try and do that in September. Then in October, and we talked about this last week, we want to add a, a, what I call the daily bread intake. Little Old Testament reading, little New Testament reading, morning and night. We talked about why. And that... that that will, these, these three together, still, nine, ten minutes, maybe, maybe in the morning, and same thing at night, will begin to change you significantly in the course of your life. But you, you just want to build them up slowly. And that as you do, you'll be reading through the Psalms every month, you'll be reading through the Proverbs a couple of times a month, and ultimately you'll be reading through the entire Bible every year. And it will change your life. But, but you've got to start somewhere looks overwhelming at first but it's not it's really not bad at all in fact as you plug into it you'll find that you long to do it you really will that's you bring it on slowly you you'll start really looking forward to it when you don't do it you'll miss it you'll be like oh that's that's something's not right and 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 so this will happen if you'll keep pressing in so that's my encouragement to you so today I want to add another piece and we won't have to do it for a while but I want to teach on it now and um, this, this next piece of the process is, is what I like to call, um, so we got the daily salt intake, the daily sage intake, the daily bread intake. You're about to get another daily. I like to call this one daily cardio training. Because what we're going to do is talk about developing disciples' hearts in us. Now, I have talked about this process before because we developed a tool a couple of years ago that we call the disciples' heart primer. And, and what it does is help us to prime the pump and, uh, of, our, of our lives with God. And it's a, it's a way to notch up our prayer lives um, by sort of an everyday process with, with some journaling involved. Simple journaling. But it will change you as well. Significantly change your life. And this is also available online. It's active now. It has been for a long time. There's links on all of our websites for these things. You can click on them. They'll take you to the readings. This one will take you right to the journal that's online, or you can do it on paper. And there's verses that you read, and then I'm going to talk about what you journal in the process. And that as you get into this habit, again, significant, significant impact will take place in your life. The Disciples' Heart Primer was based on these verses in Matthew 22:37 37 through 40. 
Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So love God with all your heart, uh, mind, soul, and strength. That, that we develop this tool for you to use in order to really help in that process. And again, now motivation for doing that is that the enemy, our adversary, has been stealing life from us. And we're too busy and there's too many things happening and there's really not. We've got to focus in and do this. And again, this is like five or ten minutes. So you think, well, that's a lot of time. You've built up to it slowly. Really, overall, it's maybe 20 minutes in the morning and 10 or 15 at night. You're gonna, you, you'll find that it changes you. Significant. It's worth every moment of it. But you've got to start somewhere. So um, that's what we do. We start somewhere. Little aside before I hop into the message. In October, we're going to do a we're going to do a 5K here at the church, and a run walk, and it's going to be fun. We're we're going to do it right. It's going, we're actually going to tie it into a service on Sunday morning because I I want to invite. Um, I started running some months ago, and and that's how a lot of this incremental thinking comes with me. When I started, I hadn't run for years, so I started with a half a mile, which was killing me, and then I over time I thought I could do that and not feel like I was going to you know completely pass out. I bumped it up to a mile, and then a mile and a little and then a mile and a half, and then two miles, and then, and so now I, I, I run like six days a week, now I'm running three miles, and, and now I'm just trying to, to get a little faster when I do it. But I look forward to it. I hated it. So that's this whole thing. So I hated it, and now it's like, well, if I didn't run, I kind of feel funny. So anyway, we're going to do it at church. It's going to be a blast, October 27. But it made me think about a couple of things about running or walking that I thought I'd share with you. Like, um, my grandmother started walking five miles a day when she was 60. She's 97 now. And we don't know where the heck she is. <laughs> I like long walks, especially when they're taken by people who annoy me. Okay, that was just a little diversion. I'm back on track now. So this primer that we're talking about, daily cardio training, seven sections um, of, of uh, things to think about every morning, just briefly. And then, and then I'd encourage you to write them down. If you go on the website, there's a place to type them in, because um, that's convenient for me. You type them in there, and then it, email, it goes, goes right to your email address. Nobody else sees it, doesn't go anywhere else, pops into your email address. You can go and look at it later if you want, what you wrote, what was going on. Seven things that uh, won't take too long. Um, sort of six to get us going in the day, one that we come back to at the end of the day. And uh, so let me just talk about them with you. Point number one in your, in your bulletin there is um, you need to get focused. And this is all about what's going on the day. Based on Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, you read these and then you think about what's going on the day. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for you promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I start with the, my day with those verses every single day. And they're amazing to get you thinking in the morning. And then what I do is after I've, I've prayed through those is, is I journal this. What's going on today? Because I need to write some things down before I really start to engage in prayer or I'm going to be distracted the whole time I'm praying. Because I wake up, I don't know about you, but my mind gets active pretty quickly. 
and it starts thinking about all sorts of stuff. Some of it's good stuff, some of it's busy stuff, but it's stuff that's going on. So I start writing down in my journal, okay, these are the things I need to do today. Any kind of ideas that are popping in my brain, because I'm trying to unload it and not forget about it. Because every once in a while, I have a pretty good idea. Do you ever do that? Every once in a while, something you, but then you think, that's a great idea. And, and, and yet, if it's in prayer time, then I can't stop thinking it, can't stop thinking about it. So I write it down, put it in my journal, and then I can get back to it later. Because I know that everything that was there, sitting in that journal, I email it to myself, I can go read it later, and, and I've got it. So I, I just clear the decks after I prayed that. That's what I do, get focused. I want to get focused. What's going on today? I got to do this. I need to do that. I should do this. I'm thinking about this. This is what I thought about last night. Here we go. Boom, 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 done. It's in. Now my head's clear. And, and I can press on. And then this is the same next point. This is what I do every day. Get thankful. I, I'm going to list at least five things you're thankful for. If you've been here coming before, you heard me be thankful for five things every day. I mean it. That five things. Changes the way you look at life. You're either going to focus on what you're thankful for or you're going to start focusing on what you don't have. One brings you life and one doesn't. Five things every day. No matter what's going on in your life, you can always get five things. You, you can always do it. Even in the most difficult times, there's always something you're thankful for. And so you start with that. Philippians 4, 4 through 8 are the verses I read before I, I, I enter in my five things. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So I think about five things. Five things that I'm thankful for. And, and I, 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 I journal them. What am I thankful for today? And I'm always thankful for something, and, 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 and I journal them out. Now, I also, there's a, we have a website where you can go and add those things, and we have some people to do that, and you can hear what other people thank for, but I start with that. So, so that's, so I've got focused, but I've written things down so I don't get distracted. Now, this is what I'm thankful for, and now I really want to get connected, third point. This is where I, I want to uh, sort of engage deeper in prayer here. And uh, so this is all about your prayer focus, your requests, impressions, those kind of things. I'm going to still my brain. I've got my list done. I've been thankful. So now I'm thinking right. And now I'm going to sit in the Lord's presence. And I think of the Lord's prayer from Matthew 6, 9 through 13. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And, and um, we've taught about that before. To me, that, that prayer sort of models five areas that I like to think about. I start by telling God how much I love him, you know, and hallowing his name and how cool it is to have him as, as you know, to, as he's my dad and how awesome that is. And I get that out there and I say, you know, God, I want to do it your way today. Let your will be done, not mine in my life, and then give us today our daily bread. I start kind of dropping out all the things that I can think of that, that I would, you know, like for him to take care of, and it's a pretty good list, and I, I put it out there, and, you know, and I pray for my family and my friends and situations and the church, and I, I do, I'm just, and I'm, I'm typing, I'm just going as I'm typing, I'm putting it in or writing, but I'm typing, and then, and then, you know, I, I go, you know, uh, forgiveness, Lord, I'm sorry for whatever's going on and forgiving anybody else that needs to happen. And then, you know, the whole, Lord, you know, just help me be aware of where the, the traps are so I see them. I always pray that, you know, about the whole temptation thing. Let me see the traps, Lord, and show me your way out because he always makes a way out. 
So I'm, I'm praying through. I'm moving on. Four, get dressed. These are about your current spiritual, relational, and emotional battles. And uh, these verses are great to think about during the day because it's amazing how often you get sidetracked because you're, you're under attack spiritually and yet you want to you wanna make it about um, someone in the flesh and it's not that way. Ephesians 6, 12 through 18. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That's the best verse. If you can remember that during the day, it's going to help you so much because most of the struggles that you face during the day are about, they seem to be flesh and blood. That's not really where they're coming from. And we, it's a distraction. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the helmet of salvation. Oh, sorry. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the saints. And so, so there, you know, there's two things I'm usually thinking about when I'm journaling there. Lord, help me to remember where the battle lies. I say that everyone. Lord, help me to remember where the battle lies. Help me to remember where the battle lies. And Lord, help me to stay present in the presence of the day. Help me just to stay present in your presence throughout the day. Let me just stay in the moment in the day. Because, you know, my mind will go on me in the day. I'll start to think about, you know, maybe things that have happened before. Or I get all drifted off and I start to miss the moment in him. So I ask him to help me. Five, get encouraging. Um, every day you need to encourage at least two people. Every, every day should be part of who you are. We do that as part of it. Be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to dad and so I start to I, I ask God Lord you know is there anybody that you, that you would like me to encourage today that I'm aware of and then I also pray that he would show me some people throughout the day because I want to I'd, I'd really like to encourage way more than two people every day that's a minimum I'd like to encourage 22 or 222 or 422 or whatever I can do in the course of a day that's real um, so First uh, Corinthians 13 4 through 8 the love verses love is patient love is kind it doesn't envy it doesn't boast it isn't proud, it isn't rude, it isn't self-seeking, it isn't easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth, always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. I think about the love verses, and then I said, Lord, show me, and I, I start, you know, writing, who, who can I encourage, who can I go out of my way to encourage today? Can I call somebody? Can I email somebody? Can I visit somebody? What does that look like, Lord? And then, Lord, also give me people along the way that I can encourage. Six, one of my favorites, get her done. Just because I like to say, get her done, and I think about it every day, and, and I'm, I, makes me, I make myself laugh. And, and this is all about living by trying to do the next right thing. You've heard that before if you've been here too. So it's our main thing. That's how we live, by trying to do the next right thing. If, you, if you're not, not sure what to do, just do the next right thing, and just keep doing that over and over and over. Matthew 6, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be given to you as well. So I think about that verse. And, and I try and think about that verse all day long. Matthew 7, 12, known as the golden rule. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Another great way to live throughout the day. If you're not sure what to do, you're doing the next right thing. Just treat people the way you want to be treated. Not in response to how they treat you. Treat them the way you want to be treated. And remember, the battle is not against flesh and blood. 
So we don't react to them the way they might be moving towards us. That's between them and God. We're going to treat them the way we want to be treated. And, and in that, we, we begin to experience life. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. And this is, we're going to come back to this verse again later on, but, but I like to think about it during the day. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you won't go weary and lose heart. During the day, I don't want to grow weary. I don't want to lose heart. It's easy to lose heart, but this is about daily cardio training. This is about getting our hearts right. So I think about that. In the, in the midst of the brokenness of the world and the attacks that come and how I take things and I let get myself all messed up in fleshy things that I shouldn't and battles that aren't mine. And, and, and so I, I, I just think about, well, look what Jesus done. And, and you know, my, my stuff's nothing. Seriously. You know, if you, if you need a comparison, just... Just think about Jesus, perfect Jesus, who didn't deserve to go to the cross, the only one who didn't deserve to go to the cross, all of us did, went to the cross on our back, did it all. Uh, for the joy set before him. You know, the joy set before him, you know what that was? You. You're the joy set before him. He did it for you. He, he was already in the throne room when he came to us, so he didn't do it to get, you know, he, he left that, because you know what was missing in the throne room? You. You were missing. So he, that was the joy. He came for you. How cool is that? He came for you. Do you let that sink in ever? He came for you. You were his joy. You. He'd have done it if it was just you. You're his joy. You were the joy set before him, so he endured the cross. So, so I think about that, and it's like, you know, my problems are not worth getting all wrapped up in. And then, then I love this one. This is 1 Kings 19, 11 through 12. It's something I, I felt like the Lord gave me a few months ago to add into the process. And the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord's about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. The Lord wasn't in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper. So you know what I do right here? I listen for the whisper. I stop now. I've been going, thinking, writing, doing, being. And, and now I just shut it all down. And I just listen for the whisper of God. And do you know he'll, he'll whisper to you? He will. If you sit, if you sit and just shut her down, he'll whisper to you. And then I write down what he whispers. I write it all. I just write it. Sometimes it's simple. Sometimes it's more than, sometimes, but, I, but I, I believe he whispers to me every day. Sometimes it's little things like stay focused or trust me or, but, but every day. I listen. Listen for the whisper. Write it down. And then, at the end of the day, point seven, get her done. So all day long, I've been thinking about Hebrews 12, 13, and these other verses, and I get back to this at the end of the day, and there's, a, there's an evening primer as well. Where this verse pops up, and, a, and, and a, a little examining thing that you can do. But uh, throughout the day, uh, and at the end of the day, reflect on how you did as a disciple that day. How'd you do? That's a great question, isn't it? How'd you do today? At the end of the day, how, how'd it go? How, how, you know, what, what was good? What'd you do good? Where'd you mess up? You know, what were you, what did, what, what did God show you today? Did you, in your reading that we've been building up to, did you, did you get something from that? Did you see it happen during the day? Did you get to pray for somebody? Or did you miss an opportunity to pray for somebody and you want to do better? How'd you do? Just to get a look at it. 
How'd you do? Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, you know those verses again? We're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. Everything that hinders, throw it off. The sin that tangles, get rid of it. Run with perseverance. The race mark, I consider him who endured. I think about and then, and then how'd I do? Just a, not a beat up session, just a how'd I do session. Some days are good, some days are less good. Some days are better than good. And some days I got that. And other days, wow, I missed that. And, and I write that down. And sometimes it's just how I start my prayers the next day at some point. I got, oh, yeah, I'm going to do better on this stuff. So I, I pray, Lord, help me. Help me to do better. It doesn't take very long. It took me longer to talk about it than it takes to do it. it really did. It doesn't take long, but it'll change. See, that's, that's connection. That's what this looks like. And, and yet, we, we're so busy. The, 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 our adversary's stolen this away from us, and I want you to have it back. So, you know, start somewhere. Really, that's it, you know, for, for everybody. Look, look, this is always about the next thing. What's the next thing for you? Because we're all in different places here. What's your next thing? Just, just do your next thing. You know, if you're, if you're not spending time in the Word, that's your next thing. Start. I can only encourage you to start. That's your next thing. Start, and if you started with the Psalms, great. What's your next thing? Well, add the Proverbs. What's the next thing after that? Add, add the Bible reading. What's the next thing? Get some journaling. Just spend some time connecting. That's, what's next? If you're here today and you don't know Jesus yet, well, that's your next thing. If you, if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, that's next. And, and what you do with that is you, you just say, Lord, I'm, I'm a broken mess like everybody else here in the room. Will you forgive me? And he does. Will you come into my heart and life? Will you be my Lord and Savior? And it starts there. That's next for some of you. If you haven't done that, do that. That's next. If, you, if you're not ready to do that, well, what's next? Well, keep checking him out. Keep, you know, you're, nobody's here by accident. Just What's next? We'll learn more about it. So you can get to that point. Then once you've done that, then what's next? Well, you start plugging in, reading the book, hanging out with him. What's next? Do that. So that's all I can encourage you to do. So with, with this assurance, and I don't give promises out lightly, it will change you. It will absolutely change your life. If, you're, if you feel constantly rushed and, and, and stressed and, and um, uh, you know, just like something's missing, you gotta, you got to start plugging in because that's really what's missing. And as you get this, this prayer connection going, it changes everything else. All the other things that we're talking about begin to get fixed, healed in the process by this connection. So, so let me encourage you. Take some time. To hang out with God every day. And, and, and so I've laid out four things for you. Four sort of big processes. Don't, a little bit at a time. Just bring them on in increments. And then, and then you, you'll feel funny if you don't get to them. But start where you can. Or start there. Move along in your journey. And then, and then next week we're going to start talking about worship a little bit. And what that looks like. And hanging out at the feet of Jesus. But, but for today. Just, just think about and, and ask God what's my next thing. And do that. Because that's where you're going to find life. Amen? Amen. If you're watching by video or on television, thank you so much. I know how valuable your time is. I appreciate it so much that you, you take time for this. And so if you need prayer, go to the website, call us, and we'll pray for you, okay? And, uh, and if you're in Big Pine, come and visit. And, uh, we'd love to have you. And if not, just stay connected and hang out with the website and spend time with us. But thank you for being a part. We'll see you soon. 
All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to uh, take... So